Father, we have a great need for your help in this time with this great word that you have spoken. And you have a great helper, a great advocate, a great teacher to help us with this great need. So we come and ask for the help of the Holy Spirit, your Holy Spirit, to give us understanding, to give us light, speak and be heard. God, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So, how many of y'all just feel like you just got shot with a fire hose, right? I mean, wow. Now, let me ask you this. You hear that, and, and if you're like me, which I hope you're not, you're going, huh? I mean, it's just like, it's just too much, right? One of the hardest things that I have to do in the exegetical work is picking out what portion of the passage makes up a message. And this one, I mean, this could be a lot of messages. It could be a whole lot of messages. I don't even want to put a number on it. And so I bounced some ideas off people and and, and was talking with somebody this week about this, and I'm like, what if we did the whole thing? I was encouraged because John Piper did the whole thing in 30 minutes. Well, we ain't going to do that. But I'm like, it's just such a cohesive thought. It's just such, I mean, you get to the end of it here consequently. And that's wrapping up everything. So I'm like, well, let's do it. So one person said, yeah, let's do that. That's a good idea. I'm like, you twist my arm, I'll do it. So um, that's why you got all of that. But hopefully, by the power of the Holy Spirit, to the praise of the eternal God, you're going to walk out today going, I get that. I understand that. Okay? That's the goal. So we're going to break this up uh, into chunks. We're not necessarily going to do word by word as much as we're going to do thought by thought because we just don't have time to cover word by word. But I think that's actually going to help us. Okay. So our first part that we're going to look at is verses 1 to 4. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, priest of the Most High God, met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him. And to him, Abraham apportioned a tenth part of everything. He is first, by translation of his name, king of righteousness, and then he is also king of Salem, that is, king of peace. He is without father or mother or genealogy, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but resembling the Son of God, he continues a priest forever. See how great this man was, to whom Abraham, the patriarch, gave a tenth of the spoils. So, finally, Melchizedek, right? It's like he's been teasing us with him for like weeks, literally. And so we'll finally unravel all the mysteries, all the magic of this mysterious man, right? No, no, that ain't going to happen, y'all. Because truthfully, the author of Hebrews is not real concerned with dispelling conspiracy theories or answering questions about, do you know the real Melchizedek? That's not his point as we'll see. But first, our word today is, surprise, surprise, go back to verse 1, 4. This just keeps happening, right? So let's read the last two verses of chapter 6 in conjunction with this 4. We have this as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul, a hope that enters into the inner place behind the curtain where Jesus has gone as a forerunner on our behalf, having become a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. For 
this Melchizedek. Okay, don't forget where we left off last week. Because it's important that we keep our focus on what here? What's the point of the author? What's he trying to convey? The point is Jesus being our forerunner, and since that is true, he is our anchor. Our hope is in him. Our hope in him is our anchor. With him as our high priest. So listen, the Melchizedek stuff here is to point us to Jesus. We don't want to get focused on Melchizedek. And we so tend to do that. We're like, well, let's explore this Melchizedek dude. Where'd he come from? We don't know, and that's going to be the point. Okay? So we don't want to get lost in the non-essential things. If I could scream one thing out of this thought pattern, it's this. If the Bible doesn't make it important, it's not important. Stop chasing books that explore the mysteries of Melchizedek and all these other things that deep dive into this one little section of Scripture that the Scripture doesn't answer the questions to. If the Scripture doesn't give us the answers to it, we don't need the answers. So the point here is not Melchizedek. The point is Jesus as our high priest and how does is an even greater hope than our past and our present salvation. Because our high priest is eternal. We're already there. We're going to make it, and it's going to be greater than anything we could possibly imagine. We're going to experience grace we've never experienced, and we're going to experience for eternity. Because our high priest is eternal. And our salvation is complete to the uttermost. Finally, Complex, complete, and covenant. Advent is a great time to reflect on the longing for something greater, something better. And I love in our passage today to set the context of that longing, that desiring, in the context of the Old and the New Covenant. The constant refrain of the Old Testament seems to be, How long? How long? How long? And then Paul says in the fullness of time, at the right time, Jesus Christ was born of a virgin and did what He did for us. The main longing in the Old Testament is for the one who would put an end to striving and sacrificing and blood and doubt and shame. And Jesus did just that by becoming the guarantor of a better covenant which was always God's plan. Jeremiah speaks of a coming covenant in the midst of the old covenant. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, declares the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them and I will write it on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. And no longer shall each one teach his neighbor and each his brother saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sin no more. And the Old Testament saints said, How long? 
God says it again in Ezekiel, I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you shall be clean from all your uncleannesses, and from all your idols I will cleanse you, and I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. And the Old Testament saints said, How? The old covenant was set aside. And this new covenant was established by the work of Jesus, our great eternal high priest, and through His life, His death, His burial, His resurrection, His blood, and His intercession. There is no need for constant offering of bulls and goats, no fear of condemnation now, no doubt of the acceptance of God, of the people that He has redeemed. How long? Now. The writer of Hebrews will say later, and this is where we end today. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that He opened for us through the curtain, that is, through His flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, so then what? So then now... Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. Why? For He who promised is faithful. There has been a change in the law. There has been a change in the priesthood and Jesus Christ is the guarantor of a better covenant now and for eternity that should change the way you think act walk talk eat drink live breathe sleep play because it's true and because Jesus has secured this for us as our eternal high priest that is better Let's pray. Father, we thank You that (laughs) You have not left a stone unturned. You have not left a detail out. You have not left a molecule ungoverned. And in Your great eternal plan, You have called us out of darkness and into marvelous light. And You have given us access into Your presence through the person and work of our great High Priest, Jesus Christ. May we know that You are in the complexities of life, in every detail. God, may we know for certainty in everything that we do that You have completed in us a perfect salvation and You have made us part of a better covenant. And You get all the glory for it as we get all the good in it. Help us to live that way. Help us to accept it by faith. Trust You until we see You face to face, which we will because of our great high priest. We praise You and thank You in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand and receive a benediction? Simple one today. One verse. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. And all God's people said, Amen. You're dismissed, but stay neat with us if you can.